Hi Legends, my name is Margeta and I'm bringing you a new episode of Legend Element Podcast, a podcast about everyday heroes amongst us. If you like to support Legend Element, you can do so by buying our handprinted organic t-shirts on legendelement.com or head to patreon.com slash legendelement and become our patron that we know you like what we are doing. Our today's legend is a passionate Australian kitesurfer and founder of Sydney's kitesurfing school Pro Kite, James Grundy. James made his dream come true and turned his passion into business. He is a kite instructor and coach. He is organizing kite trips, designing kite gear and sportswear for his brand Conrad Boarding. How can one person do successfully so many things? This is what we are going to discuss today with James Grundy. Hi, James. Thank you very much for joining us for Legend Element Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. It's great to be here. <laughs> Thank you. I have mentioned some of your activities you do. Could you describe a little bit more in detail to our listeners what you do actually? Um, I mean, there is so many things that I actually do and um, it's, quite, it's quite a difficult job. So probably best to start from the From the very start, my background is uh, engineering and design. I did an apprenticeship for fitter and machining, so I have a good experience in producing products all the way from the ground, from you know drawings um, all the way up to an end product. Um, so I do that side of mm -hmm. the business, um, and then I also run a kite surfing school where I teach, and um, then I sell products and then I produce my own branded products as well which is all developed um, designed prototyped and tested all in-house here in Sydney mm -hmm. well I found very remarkable you actually turned your passion into your business so how did you actually start with kite surfing um I, so I've had a background of sailing and surfing windsurfing all my life and a very good friend of mine Jeff who I surfed with all the time was a probably the best kiter in the area. He was a teacher as well and he was continually bugging me to come and try kite surfing and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I continually told him it was rubbish and, <laughs> and, and told him it was, yeah, I'm going to stick to my surfing and uh, eventually I came down and watched him kite one day and um, I was yeah, blown away at, you know, the speed, jumps, you know, everything that he could do. Uh, So I started, he gave me a couple of lessons. Um, he got me to a point where I, was, I could control the kite safely. And then he said, I want to see the carnage go for it. So he then mm. let me, gave me a board and I kind of had to learn the rest myself. Um, and it was pretty hard days. It was riding an old sea kite, which mm. he'd given me, um, which was not the best equipment. So, yeah, I gave him a lot of good laughs while I was learning, lots of good crashes. I even lost my board shorts one day and um, <laughs> got dragged up the beach. So, yeah. Completely naked. Yeah, there was, yes. a, there was a lot of good <laughs> a lot of good laughs back in the early days. <laughs> well, uh, let's talk a little bit closer about your kite surfing school, ProKite. Tell me, what makes you different from the other schools here in Sydney? Um, I, I never wanted to teach kite surfing. I, I just wanted to be on the water and kite. And I found that after selling the gear, um, there was a real need for proper kite surfing lessons. Um, there was a couple of instructors around and I could just see them. They were doing a terrible job. So I started to work on teaching people and, and learning how to teach myself, which was a big step. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I started really enjoying it. So 
What sets my school apart from the rest is um, I'm pretty proud of this program which I've developed and it's it's based on like the paddy diving system. So when you come and have a lesson with us, we don't just take you to the beach and do kitesurfing. Mm-hmm. So you come to the shop, there's a whole intro program which runs for three hours. It's a bunch of short videos. So it's, it's a lot of theory. Um, and then there's hands-on practical at the shop as well. So you learn to rig a kite, you learn to de-rig a kite, you learn all the terminology. We have bar props on the wall which teach you how to steer a kite swap kite from student to instructor, safety mm-hmm. system release, you know, everything you need to know. So by the time you do go to the beach and it's windy, you are in the water in the first 20 minutes and you know everything you need to know. So we're doing uh, kite surfing lessons um, when there's no wind. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're using the most of our time. We're not waiting for it's windy for okay. till it's windy. So you make really sure that people are safe because they have the knowledge yeah. what what can happen, how to how to handle things. Yeah, it's very it's very in-depth. Um, and because I have a sailing background, um, I think I have a lot more knowledge than a lot of other people. I mean, the kite surfing course is great, but it doesn't have everything that you need just from doing, say, an IKO instructor course. Mm-hmm. And tell me, when did you start your kite surfing school? Um, and where are you located? Like, we are now in your kite shop actually but you can describe in your words like to our listeners because uh, they don't know where we are right <laughs> yeah so um, I'm, i'm based in kernel so i grew up in kernel um sailing and surfing and so on and um it, i found kernel is i was already here and i was kind of like the epicenter for kiting it's the best conditions we have the best wind best location for teaching we have a good mix of shallow and deep water flat and choppy conditions so it's It really is a great flat water place for kiters and I find a lot of people come from all over Sydney to kite in Kernel. Yeah, they love it here. <laughs> It's a bit of a dead end. I mean, it takes a long time to get here from yeah, a little bit. You know, the traffic and everything. But, um, yeah, it is the best place. If you, It's less tidally affected than anywhere else as well. So, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. If you haven't checked out Kernel, definitely come by and check out Kernel for a kite. Mm-hmm. And can you tell us a little bit more about the history of ProKite? Um, history? Well, uh, I think we started in... 2011 um, mm-hmm. and we started off very small uh, at the time there was only one other kite shop in the area so we just wanted to offer a different choice so we started some build- selling some different brands I started selling out of the back of my van and, and um, my factory my previous factory and then mm-hmm. um, yeah probably five six years ago or so we kind of opened a, a store out of our warehouse which is um it's a dedicated kite shop area so from there we've just kind of grown um into doing i mean since the start we've been doing trips you know coaching mm-hmm. and um repairs like basically everything you need for kites mm-hmm. yeah this is actually your i would say specialty because not all the kite schools they do kite trips uh which destinations are the best Uh, yeah, I really love the kite trips. Um, we started off doing Aitutaki in the Cook Islands mm-hmm. uh, for many years. And It's an amazing destination. Yeah, yeah like beautiful. Like a dream paradise. <laughs> yeah, um, but we, we kind of stopped doing that because the wind was becoming inconsistent there. Um, oh, okay. And there's not much else to do there and because of the inconsistency. I mean, the last trip that I did there, we were running a lot of sup boot camp and so on just to keep people occupied. So we then moved to our trips to Sri Lanka, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Another popular destination. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we kind of paved the way for we were the first kite group to run in Manor in the far north, which is up in Adams Bridge. Mm, okay. So um, we had a lot of, um, well, before COVID, we had a lot of things planned for that area, um, which were one-offs and, and firsts that no one else had done. So we really like to offer something different in the business. We were kind of always pioneering something new and exciting instead of just following what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. And tell me, I have never been on a kite trip organized by the company. How does it look when I um, book something like that? What I can expect? Um, I think every kite company's different. I mean, they all offer different things. Um, what we specialize in is giving people a, a kind of overview of what they need. So when people come on a kite trip with us, they get you know, everything given to them. So it's very, very easy. All they have to do is book their flights. Mm-hmm. Um, so we teach people how to pack their bags, how to, you know, what to take. We give them an idea of what they need for the conditions. So there's no hidden surprises. Um, and then uh, when people are on our trips, there's always coaching from me um, mm-hmm. or one of my instructors who's there. So you've always got help. So my, basically my day looks like get up, have breakfast with the guys, um, get to the beach, get everyone on the water, run a small group of coaching to get people into kind of a progression mm-hmm. and then go kiting with them. And then around lunchtime we, you know, come in, have lunch, we talk about, you know, what's going on, anyone has any questions, and then we go kiting again in the afternoon. Um, and so kite surfing from the morning till the evening. Yeah, yeah, generally there's some yoga thrown in there as well. If you like mm. yoga and, you know, stretching mm. and a bit of exercise as that as well. Um, but yeah, just it's a quite lot actually of full on, right? To do like for, I don't know, a week kite surfing from the morning till the evening. And uh, it's actually quite like a hard It is, exercise. yeah. By the time we come back from one of those trips, I need to go on another holiday. <laughs> Kitesurfing is a heaps of fun, but can be also dangerous. You have injured yourself quite badly during the Sri Lanka kite trip about two years ago. What happened over there? Um, so, yeah, was it two and a half years ago? I had a, a very bad injury on one of my kite trips. It's the only injury we've had on a kite trip besides, you know, shells in feet and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I um, yeah, we had a, a very windy day in manner and um basically it was yeah 35 knots i was riding an eight meter and i was doing a trick which i'd done 10 times already it's one of my favorite tricks i do Mm. all the time it's a mega loop with a bar spin and um yeah when i spun the bar at the top of the jump which is about 12 to 15 meters high i fumbled the bar grabbed the wrong side and sent the kite down instead of up so in 35 knots i was slung shot into the water and all I could think was I'll try and ride it out and Mm. when I did land the board broke and then my tibia um, basically split around my knee so it was a very very bad injury from there um, I managed to body drag back to the beach um, and release my kite where the guys lifted me out of the water um, Mm. and then had a nightmare ride in some very rusted out ambulances and tractors to get to hospital and 17 hours later I was in a hospital in Colombo and they were looking at my leg to to do an operation Mm -hmm. and it's been already two years right yeah about two and a half years two and a half years and how does it look at the moment um so 
yeah, I, th I thought it'd be not a problem, even though I was in a lot of pain. But um, yeah, I had a very badly damaged meniscus and my ACL was gone. So meniscus doesn't grow back, unfortunately. I wish it did, but um, it means that I have a lot of um, like a bone on bone kind of grinding in my knee. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing a rehab like every day and I have a, I found a very good sports uh, physiologist who's helping mm, me. So mm. I go and see him twice a week. So he says he will get me back to doing as much as possible, mm -hmm. um, which will be no more impacts, unfortunately. So yeah. um, he's getting me to a point where I can hopefully do a little bit of running. So if there's a zombie apocalypse, I can not be the first one mm. to go down. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things, you know, it's, um, it's life and sometimes you might not look the right way when you cross the road and get hit by a car and mm. it, yeah, it just happens. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a kitesurfing in the future much. Um, I don't know what I'm going to be capable of in the future. I mean, I've, I would love to go back to doing everything that I was doing, but uh, in reality, I probably won't. I'll probably be riding, you know, a strapless surfboard and a lot more hydrofoiling. Um, but yeah, twin tip riding, I don't know. I, I might be able to go back and just do some old school big air stuff or something like that. Um, but there probably won't be, you know, mm. any more hard landings mm. or, or, mm. or heavy impacts like I used to enjoy. So, but it's just another chapter of kite surfing or, or, or wind sports for me, you know, just things change, yeah. you know, you get older yeah. and you have to adjust <laughs> for that, unfortunately. Yeah, and brings also new directions. Like we are now in your kite shop, in your uh, workshop, and it's not only that you are selling gear here, you are also producing and manufacturing. Um, so, yeah, on, on, I mean, this is what's really kept me going. Uh, if I didn't have anything to keep my headspace clear through this whole injury, I'd be probably going a little bit crazy. So I have really thrown myself into a lot more development of products, which I probably wouldn't have developed if I didn't have an injury. So, uh, you know, I have my brand Conrad, which is really focused on hydrofoiling. Um, so we make uh, an, an alloy hydrofoil for surfing mm. and kite surfing. Um, we've just just about to release a whole new um, carbon platform of that flyer foil. Uh, and then we do a range of carbon boards, which are aimed at, you know, uh, foil surfing and sup foiling and uh, wing surfing as well. Mm. Yeah, I could see all the 3D machines here and like other machines that you are really developing uh, these things like here in the shop. That's very amazing. And talking about the kite gear, you don't sell only kites and boards and some uh, accessories. You also sell innovative things like a wing. Can you tell us a little bit more about the wing? I know you love wing. Why do you love it? Um, yeah, the, the wing's really interesting. Um, so wing... The wing sport thing has been around a long time ago and like hydrofoils, it's done a full circle. So I first saw hydrofoiling when it was probably back in 2009 or something um, and it was just too early. Like the gear was just not very good and um, people didn't really take to it. And and wing is like the same. They had a, one which was based on windsurfing tech, you know, carbon poles and mylar canopy and so on. Um, But probably just before my injury, the wing started to surface in a more of a kite tech. Mm -hmm. um, so it was an inflatable kind of wing. Um, and I, as soon as I saw it, I was just super excited about it. Um, from my wind sports background, like sailing, I, I saw it as being super easy and accessible for anyone to do. So I was 
you know, I was promoting, started promoting it straight away as a gateway sport. Like, this is going to be amazing. You know, I'd flown the prototypes and they were just, I mean, literally five minutes of flying it and you understood it. It was that easy. Mm. So I got super excited about it started pushing it out there um i got some pretty nasty messages on facebook from kiters <laughs> who said that they you know why why am i doing this this is ridiculous it's it's a stupid sport really? <laughs> um yeah which i was pretty i was like wow that's that's a bit crazy but um i kept going with it um and i really enjoy it because it is just so safe and easy and you know originally i was calling it a gateway sport because it opens up a whole realm of possibilities for people to get into wind sports you know they can go from the the wing to kite surfing or the wing to windsurfing or you know anything they want but now it's becoming its own sport um i actually started a facebook group in the early days and it's got almost nine thousand members in it now it's just blowing up like there's probably 20 to 30 people joining a day all around the world it's i think wing surfing can be bigger than kite surfing in the future because it is safe um it's very easy to learn you can ride it with or without a hydrofoil um it opens up a whole new bunch of areas which you can never even dream of kiting in Mm. so the wings it's a really good option i i think it's it's a good thing to add to your quiver if you're a kiter because you know there's offshore days or gusting conditions the wings great to get out on it's super fun it's very simple you don't have to wear a harness and it's an it's yep. a great workout as well so it's just basically a wink which you are holding in your hand like there are no 25 meters lines right and uh, you can cruise with this easily and you can use also your foil board which you are uh, producing under your brand Conrad tell me a little bit more about Conrad brand how did you come up with the name and uh, how long are you doing this Uh, so this is the fifth season we've been producing product under the Conrad name. Um, the name is actually a family name and, um, yeah, that it kind of came up. It has an anchor logo. It's, uh, kind of shows the links to the sea and, Mm -hmm. you know, a strength. Yeah. It's, it's actually, the name's been quite popular. It's, it's growing overseas. Now we're getting more and more interest from overseas dealers. And, um, yeah, we started shipping this year. We shipped, um, to Portugal, Netherlands, UK, USA. Uh, we're selling foils to China now, um, Vietnam. It's just, it's growing all the time. Uh, we have a, yeah, the product's very, very good. And, um, It was, a, it was a struggle to start off with because we were, we were new. No one wanted to, no one wanted to try something new, and everyone was like, "What's this Conrad brand?" Blah blah blah. And you know, I did a lot of touring around it and showing sh- product shops and, and riding with them and, and getting people to try it. And once they try it, they realize that it's it's very very good. I put a lot of effort in. I'm very very proud of the products that we <laughs> I make here. So, yeah. And besides foils, so what are you focused on on Conrad? Um, so originally Conrad, we, the first product we made was a foil and it was, uh, originally to help another brand, um, that we were distributing sell here to stores. Um, mm-hmm. then we made a harness, um, based on some really, uh, exciting tech, which we bought and we gave that tech to another brand, which they used. And we just decided after that, that we would produce our own. Mm-hmm. Um, so we produced a kite harness. I have a, a new harness, which is in development the last two years, which is It's pretty cool. It's very light. It's flexible and packs differently. And, um, you know, there's a big focus on ease of shipping and, and environmental uh, recycling and so on in our product as well. So that that product will probably be released at the end of this summer, I'd say. Okay. We are looking forward. Mm, yeah. But the other, but our main focus is now is, is foiling. 
um, because it's uh, it's a passion of mine. I, you could say I have foil brain very badly. It's addictive. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, once you start foiling, it's, it's very different. I'm um, very difficult to, to go back to other things. I mean, surfing and surf foiling is just incredible, the feeling of, you know, catching a wave and pumping it back out and linking multiples is, yeah, something that's it's yep. amazing. It's a freedom, right? Yeah. Uh, James, you are involved in so many things in regards to kitesurfing. I believe for many people, it looks like you are living your dream. Not everyone achieved to turn his passion into successful business. But is it really a dream? I believe that there must be a lot of hard work behind that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a very, very difficult dream to keep alive. Um, I, anyone who knows me personally know that I am just totally immersed in work and, and sometimes I just switch off. I switch my phone off. You know, I, I don't take calls or messages or visitors even. I just like to, you know, be alone because I do get, it is quite stressful doing so many things. Um, but it is, it's very rewarding. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know if I could do anything else. I, some people are not suited for office jobs, um, and I'm probably one of those people. I don't know if I could work for anyone else. Mm -hmm. I've, I've done that. Um, yeah, my advice to anyone who wanted to to do this kind of thing is, you know, it's a roller coaster road of ride of difficult times and good times, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of downs, um, and it's it's extremely hard, extremely hard to stay positive with as well. So. Yeah, it's not something you, you want to go into, you know, without open eyes. Mm. And tell me which activity do you enjoy the most from the whole kitesurfing business? Wow, um, that's a difficult one. I mean, with the school and in, in the coaching side of it, I really enjoy seeing people, you know, um, get past progression humps and, and just mm. kind of the smile and, and having a good time and like, You know, some yeah, the people smile, make, right? After yeah. the session, like, it's just energizing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see people come to me through the school and they are, you know, they've been kiting for several years and they just they just can't do something, you know, and they just want to get past that, you know, and that's to get them past that is really rewarding. Yeah, and then on the on the other side, like, Conrad, I really enjoy developing the products, like making something and trying, going and writing it and seeing how it works and you know if it works even you know there's there's things that you try that just don't i mean it would be nice if everything works straight away mm. but it doesn't so yeah. yeah having building a product and and trialing it and getting it to a point where it works really well that's extremely rewarding as well james would you like to tell something to our listeners um i, I would say um biggest message i'd like to get out really is that you know just remember kite surfing super dangerous you know i kind of preach it to my students whenever i'm teaching you know and i've been through a very bad accident myself and you know i always thought i was bulletproof and nothing would ever happen to me but it was always in the back of my mind how dangerous kite surfing is and it is a very very dangerous sport and i see lots of things going on with people using like really old outdated equipment and um yeah get rid of that stuff you know get get something new replace your bar every you know three years or so maximum because things don't last forever and you don't want to go through what I went through and, you know it wasn't gear failure it was just human error but any accident can just change your life like my injury is life-changing it's mm. like yeah James we are a legend element so I would like to ask you who is your legend you know in person and why um 
I'll probably have to say like two or three people locally here. A couple of guys I really enjoy kiting with. Uh, Rich Stenning is a local guy. He's Canadian originally and he's just an absolute ripper and he's a good guy to kite with because he's always just pushing and pushing you. Like I really like to ride with, ride with um, people who are much better than me because mm-hmm. it just strives you to get better. Uh, so, yeah, Rich Stenning, uh, Rob Paper, he's one of my testers. He rides... He's an amazing windsurfer, surfer, foiler, kiter. Um, yeah, he's fantastic. And lastly, Andrew Thomas, just a really quiet guy. I've known him. We started kiting together around the same time. Yeah, he just he's pushing it all the time, trying to trying to nail bigger and harder tricks. And um, yeah, these kind of people just uh, inspire you. So mm. try and surround yourself with these inspirable people. James, thank you. Today in our Legend Element podcast, we were talking to James Grundy about his activities connected to kitesurfing and how he turned his dream into a business. Thanks for having me on the podcast. It was fantastic. And uh, Legend Element, you guys are doing an amazing thing. Thank you very much. Make sure you subscribe.